All right, hello, Ian. Welcome to... It's a good question. We're not actually not sure what we're welcoming to because this is a brand new show, a brand new podcast, a brand new concept featuring myself and Mr. Daniel Scholtz. And it's so new that we've got no idea what we're calling it. We've got no idea what it really is. Um, but all we and know is it's going to be all about sport and we're here and we're keen. Um, yeah. I suppose that's the main thing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, how's this, Stevie? Um, yeah, name TVC. That might be the name, um, or to be confirmed. Um, but yeah, weekly sports updates with a South African twist. Um, we'll be here come rain or shine, um, whether someone's listening or watching or not. Um, yeah, we will we will be here sitting in these chairs across from one another. Yeah. So basically, we've been sort of brainstorming this this concept for for a couple of weeks now, uh, you know, a month or two. I mean, basically, just decide, you know, stuff. But let's just start doing it, and you know, hopefully, organically, we'll start sort of really sort of uh, uh, figure out exactly what what's going on. So we do have quite a lot of ideas, which can be rolling out over the next couple of weeks and stuff like that. But this is going to be a bit of a, 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 a on the go process. Uh, and sometimes, to be fair, sometimes I've had projects where we put a lot of time planning it and it just doesn't work out so hopefully this will be something nice and organic that will just just get through but yeah as you said the the co core concept is basically your sort of weekly sports rap debate conversations uh, we might react to a couple of videos and stuff like that um the idea is going to come out pretty early in the week and so uh, it'll have your weekend sort of uh, updates and stuff like that and very much with a south african flavor so coming up in episode one uh we are going to be talking about um Drikus Duplessis uh, or Drikas Duplessis, as we heard several times on the weekend, who is uh, the official UFC middleweight champion. We're talking about uh, the Champions Cup rugby, about some pretty poor to uh, tournament formats, uh, but the weekend results. We're going to be talking about uh, the AFCON and whether Bafana Bafana can do something. Uh, and we're going to be talking about SA20 and uh, how it is continuing to prove very popular and continue to sort of be that savior of, uh, of South African cricket. So, yeah, lots of that and, and more. Let's start with old Dreykus. So, Dreykus Duplessis, obviously, Dreykus. on Sunday morning. Dan, first of all, did you watch it live? Um, were you up and about? Confession time? I, I, have, I have such regrets because I try to convince um, my girlfriend that, you know, waking up at 5 a.m. UK time is worth it. First South African champ it's meant to be. And I got given a hard no and have the biggest regrets for not being there. But first thing, checked in the morning and, oh, I mean, I, first thing I saw the highlights. Uh, I saw, saw the, the one and only Trickers Duplessis, the, the man we all pretend um, to be our best mate in, in the sport that we pretend to understand. Yeah, yeah. But we are fully behind him. I don't think I remember a time when South Africa has been behind one person as much as this. I'm not even just one person, as you said, just behind something, and we've got no, absolutely no idea what's what's cooking. <laughs> All of a sudden, everyone's a, 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 an MMA expert. Everyone understands the whole UFC. Everyone's out there. No, nope, this is what happened. Should have won because of this. All the different things. You know, it's, we we we're very good bullshitters. Uh, in in this country, yeah, 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 yeah. and there was a lot of bullshitting. I'm sure, plus across all the various pubs, which were stacked, by the way. Pubs open Sunday morning. Uh, I got to my yeah. mate's house at Hoppers Five. A bunch of us were watching it and uh, hoping for a, 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 an early game. Then we had to rush out to cricket. We actually ended up being very, pretty late cricket because it only came on at about eight. Um, 
But the main thing is, is he got through it and, uh, and he won. And we do have a UFC champion. He delivered on his promise that he was going to bring a belt back to Africa. But um, yeah. not to be without controversy. A lot of people saying he didn't deserve to win. A lot of people saying, and this is something I, wanted, uh, I thought we sort of start with. Including Dana um, White, by the way. Dana White came out. So I don't think Drake is too particularly pleased with him. Uh, immediately after the fight as well, Dana came out and saying that he scored it 3-2 uh, to two to Strickland. Um, but I think what Dana said, and this is for me what, what what's very an interesting concept, is a lot of people are saying that it is a close fight. It probably could have gone either way. And based on that, it should have been awarded to Strickland, who is the current title holder, and that people should, you know, the challengers have to go and take the title, you know, and it shouldn't just be the sort of, you know, split close decision and, and he can still... I personally don't subscribe to that. Uh, you know, I understand the concept of having to sort of take the title in inverted commas, but... Um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Strickland's only defending it for, for the first time, for example. He's a new champion, you know, so so does he now sort of all of a sudden get a bit of a free ride and he can just kind of go out there, sort of beat around the bush, and as long as he doesn't get absolutely thundered, he sort of just continues having this title. You know, I think um, similarly you should actually have to be, you actually have to go out and defend your title, you know, and prove that you're the best. Yeah. Where, where, where are you sort of sitting, sitting in that, in that, uh, that realm? I mean, I'm not going to pretend to know, uh, you know, to have scored the, the match myself and, um, you know, have a, have a really opinion of value um, to know who was, uh, why Drickers had was, you know, by an inch better. But for sure, I think it's anyone's game. And if the professionals on the night were there, just, um, you know, have Drickers as the winner, you're not going to find anyone, at least in this hemisphere, um, of, of of the south of south africa at least um complaining about the results um what i am very excited for and what happened right before um the fight began was dana white's promise to um have a ufc event in africa were drinkers to become the champ i mean do you think that he just had enough faith in his countryman strickland to defend it and not have to kind of you know follow up on that he was a little bit loose with the wording but you know are, are we talking yeah. ufc johannesburg well i think it'll be ufc pretoria i think for me it's, it's Times square um the new media in pretoria which is now hosting all the various concerts stuff like that i think you can put about 15 to twenty thousand people in there um maybe even more uh it has to come here you know you've now got uh, a South African audience, which is which is fairly invested, and and if there's one thing that UFC, for, I mean, UFC, uh, URC has shown, for example, if you look at sort of fancy Premier League, the South African market is an incredibly important market. I think we are one of the top five yeah. biggest fancy Premier League nations, for example, in terms of number of players. You know, the URC yeah. is now the largest uh, supported league in the world in terms of viewership, for example, because of the South African audience. So. I mean, if there's one place pool. outside of you, sort of, you know, your America, Canada, UK, yeah, it is. And it's, it, it is, it's not a massively wealthy audience, but it is a paying audience. You can bring UFC down here. You put Drickers over there as a, as a title defense at Times Square. After you bring a decent card out here, you charge what you want. People will be hacked at how much you charge, but you will sell out. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. I think, I think you'll struggle to sell the prices of a, Las Vegas, for yeah. example, I mean, if you just think of the, the F1 prices for, for that Grand Prix compared to others, you know, you might not make as much as in ticket sales, but the vested interest of 
the southern tip of Africa, you've got them. And if there's a UFC event in South Africa, there will probably be more people watching that than watch the Rugby World Cup final. And that's just because you know every single rugby fan is watching Drickus. And yeah. now you might you're gonna you're gonna bring in a couple of extras as well. So, you know, you talk we're talking like tens of millions of people um, that you are uh, bringing a captive audience to. Um, you know, we're not asking for for much, just one event, um, yeah. and we'll hopefully let numbers do the talking. And and I mean, we had Costa Afrikaans and English commentary. Now we'll have mm-hmm. it live. Yeah, no, and I think if you, you go look at the. <laughs> I've always, if you've ever underestimated the South African presence, go look at social media, for example. I think it's West Ham who have started doing, um, using a lot of sort of South African um, quieter music and stuff like that as sort of backing track for some of their TikToks. And the amount of South Africans which suddenly have all following West Ham, when Percy Tau went to the <laughs> Premier League, we like invaded yeah. Brighton's social media. Brighton you know? shirts if, if, selling if, out. Yeah, yeah, if you look at like the social media presence, even now, you go look at every single UFC video, every single reaction article about Rickers, and it's just yeah. littered with South Africans. You know, they've ignited an audience that are, you've got to feed them because it is, it is a huge audience and people underestimate just how big of an audience we are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we have probably people from all over the globe screaming, you love Vietnam, why don't Vietnam now? Yeah, all of a sudden, not knowing you're in the world, and I'm sure half of South Africa having to put that into Google Translate to, to, yeah. to figure, it out, figure it out. But no, I fully agreed. We're a nation that relies on our sport for our, um, our you know, mental state, um, and any success is celebrated like there's no tomorrow. And... Yeah, we we just begging for any star to turn up in any sport. I mean, even like you know, we, we started watching MotoGP now that Brad Brad Binder is doing well there. Yeah, I think what's also quite nice, you mentioning Brad Binder, is is it's we've always had. We all know we all know that South Africa has got a very weird knack of being able to produce top class sportsmen. Um, we've got a big population, yes, but we've also we've we've got really poor structures, um, and we've got really mm. poor administration bodies. So the talent's always been there, but the fact that we're now yeah. producing a, a MotoGP driver, for example, that is world class. We've now got a UFC champion. You know, we've got obviously. Yeah, I mean, Kevin the Anderson. Yeah, so the team sports have always been very good. But the fact that we're now starting to produce a few more, you know, Connie Sabini, for example, wait for Niekirk. You know, we're, we're, we're you know, we've always been pretty good. For example, like in the pool when it comes to the Olympics, but having a surfer. Uh, in the last Olympics, uh, so it's it's cool to see a, a different type of generation of sportsmen uh, and sportswomen coming out of the out of the country at the moment. And uh, I think yeah. that's what's also quite significant about Drake is the fact that this is something that we've never really ventured into. Um, that suddenly yeah. we've we've got someone who's good, and he's not just reasonable; he's he's a world champion. Um, yeah, and, and we've never let understanding the sport get in our, get in our no. way of supporting it. You know, come come the Olympics, we will be there for our South African, you know, badminton or rock climbing um, competitors. Um, you know, we we loyal to, to to the flag much more than than we <laughs> than we um, understand the sport itself. Yeah. But speaking, you know, of of getting behind. Um, a bunch of people that need it more than ever right now. Bafana Bafana on the brink of qualifying <laughs> the, the, for their first ever knockout since 2015 in Afghan. And I believe it's losers, our first eh? Af- What's that? The bunch of losers, as our, as our yeah, sportsmen uh, described them so many years ago. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I mean, losing the first match 2-0, I saw, I mean, uh, Percy Tao missed um, penalty and then just couldn't really um, capitalize and ended up, you know, losing that, that first game. But then all of a sudden versus Mozambique, who had really had a shock win against um, Tunisia, now um, up against them. I mean, the first half was nuts. The, uh, they could have had two goals, to be fair. And then when I saw Percy Tal line up for that penalty, oh, yeah, I mean, I, I was up. sitting with the Say again, sorry. No, I was just saying, I, I thought we were going to go, here we go again, to be honest. I just I had such yeah, a bit, bad oh. feeling. I was watching it, I was watching the pub, and you said they're going like, you know, we're playing against Namibia. Surely we are not going to lose like this. And then you get the penalty, and you're thinking, oh, I've just got such a bad feeling about this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was watching with, with people who hadn't watched the first game and I was so nervous. I didn't actually mention the... Because on everyone's mind who's watched game one, you see Percy Tower penalty just like, oh gosh. Um, and I couldn't I couldn't bring it up until he had scored that penalty just to be like, just you know I've been living in pain because he missed that penalty. But I mean, yeah. from the second goal, it was pretty clean sailing. Um, that very, was, and, very and, and, and the first... Court. And the only other, I mean, apart from, I mean, Equatorial Guinea putting four goals past um, Ivory Coast last night is, is, is probably the result of the, um, of the tournament so far. But uh, we are the yeah. only team, apart from them, to have scored four goals in a game so far. It's been pretty low scoring um, as a tournament. Uh, it's been very close to the tournament, interestingly enough. We've seen some, some pretty interesting results. I mean, Egypt, for example, on the brink of going out. Um, the thing with Profana is that we've always sort of had that goal scoring problem, haven't we? You know, it's always it's always been something that's plagued us o over the years. Just you know, that innate ability not you know to be able to score to score goals. And um, I mean, we're going into tomorrow's game against Tunisia. We're currently second on the log. We've got three points to to Mali's four. But um, you know, we beat we beat Tunisia. We can go on to seven points, and we'll have a, we, our goal difference is plus five on Namibia. So you know, we'll have a better goal difference than them, unless something ridiculous happens. Um, but even then, yeah. if they then go and um, beat beat Mali, for example, then we'll be ahead of Mali. So a win tomorrow puts us through. <laughs> Surely yeah. they could just what, what, what find I, one player yeah. of win. What 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 I did find funny was after um, the game one. People were mentioning Bafana Bafana mats. And Bafana yeah. Bafana mats is when you have to rely on a whole lot of fixtures going your way to make sure that you get through. But it looks like we've managed to put ourselves in a position where goal difference, even though we lost our first game to, no, we are <coughs> ahead of the game. So, I mean, I'm all behind it. I'm all over it. I think we'll be there. Um, and if we get through, we will play either the first or second of Group F. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, which, which is, is currently Morocco, uh, Morocco, Morocco or USC. Congo or, or Zambia. Yeah, or potentially Zambia. Or, I mean, there could be a scenario of even, yeah, Tanzania. But, yeah, one point after two games would be tough. But I did funny was how, find funny was how Egypt got through with just with three draws. I don't think I've ever seen that in a, in, in a group football. Yeah, yeah. Pool, just getting through. But, yeah, shocks. With Ivory Coast, the host getting knocked out. Ghana, a lot of people's favorites to win it. Um, you know, two of the most notable ones. And then Cameroon, out of nowhere, um, going 2-0 down earlier this evening and coming back, I think, scoring two goals in the last, like, 10, 15 minutes 
to then go through on uh, not just goal difference, but goals scored. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the only team that's really basically. rocked up, that's, that is the, obviously, I mean, probably the favorites, is Senegal. And, and they've gone three yeah. from three, you know, scored their goals, yeah. conceded one. They're the only ones that have rocked up and they've gone, well, we are one of the title favorites. We are here to win it again. And they've looked yeah. like genuine title favorites. They're the only one for me who's been completely convincing so far in the tournament. Yeah. No, I, I do love this Senegal team. I think they just they play with such passion um, and fire. Ever since the 2018 Russia World Cup, they have been just a really solid, strong unit. Um, you know, my boy Sadio Mane um, leading the troops there. I mean, I wouldn't hate it if he gets his gets his second Afghan. Yeah, no, fair enough. And, and like, ugh, there's, there's, there's good players across there. You know, you've got Koulibaly in the back there. You've got um, you got Mendy, uh, Ismail Saar. It's, it's a quality side. And, and we all know that uh, Dio Warra is, is one of the top coaches um, in and around uh, uh, the, the, the African nations. So, yeah, very, very, I mean, very keen to see how... Um, how we I suppose how we go tomorrow night and uh, and and how if we can squeeze through um you know what, knock what, off football knock off football i mean yeah, unfortunately there's, I, I, there's, and the, the problem is that isn't it you know one of those things where like the springboks for example come to um knock off knock out rugby and and we always kind of back the springboks you see before in a knockout game and it's it's been like an elephant up a tree oh. isn't it you know we're just not quite sure how they got there <laughs> but you see the the thing is is that you know, as much as the rugby you know woke up one by one point one point one point i don't mind going one goal one goal one goal we will be both of us be gray-haired by the end of it um but it will possibly be the best six months of our you know nation sporting kind of achievements to kind of go that with that back to back but yeah, I mean, no, no knockouts since, since 2015 uh, when we hosted the tournament and the time um, um, before that. I mean, the only successful one was actually our first ever AFCON tournament um, after being exiled from apartheid. We won in, in 1996 hosting it on the first attempt. Um, yeah, some say you, beginner's luck, um, and we haven't quite got to the heights um, since, but... No, full full faith in them. Full faith in them. We we to be fair to come back after the amount of flack that they got after losing their first um, game week versus um, Mali. Like you know, to then come back and win four 0 you have to give them credit because you know exactly what is going through their minds. Oh yeah, and you would have known the whole rhetoric, and everybody would have gone, oh yeah, here we go again. And I mean, I was I was sitting in the pub, and and most of the guys they just they just said, oh, we just don't care. They said, we know these guys are gonna buckle, you know, they, we know that they're useless, and and there's just yeah. people have it's, it, it's just been a long time, so struggling to get behind um, this side. And, and to be fair to them, I don't think you know they've never really helped, they've never really been able to deliver. But um, yeah. I mean, cool to see some of the experience. I mean, Timbers yeah, yeah. with two goals. Um, to those, mm. that's kind of what you need, you know. And post you oh. know, grab, grab, grabbing that that goal, you know, you need the experienced players to actually rock up and say, right, okay, guys, you know, we've got this stigma attached to us, you know, and the only person, only people that can um, that can make it go away is us. So we actually have to start yeah. the approaches, you know. Then you got to get the monkey yeah. off the back eventually. Um, and you imagine being the the players and the team to do it. Yeah, why not? And and. Tell me, Stevie, what would the scenes be if um, 
our one and only Lau Foster just says, you know, stuff you, Bernie, you, we're getting relegated. I need to go to bloody AFCON and win this whole thing. Is that even a possibility? Do we know if he can, you know, kind of go back on his, his initial promise? I, to be honest, I've got no idea. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, seeing that man up top with Percy Tao, I mean, he is clinical. He is so good. Um, really, really bummed not to be seeing him in this AFCON. But, yeah. no, the team the team, is solid and, um, yeah, really, really looking forward to tomorrow night. Yeah, your, just, do, do you have any um, score predictions? I just want a 1-0. Just, 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 just 1-0, just get us through take you know conserves i don't want the last thing we need is to go and have like a four five nil blowout tomorrow and score nothing in the playoffs just the one nil i think we've got a set amount of goals allocated to us for the tournament we can't be wait we've already wasted four in the movie against namibia we've, we've got to try yes. and now keep, keep keep a couple back yeah no it's a bit like golf you know you you start hitting too many good shots on the fairway and you know uh, i mean on the driving range and then you know you stuff with that tee box you have no, exactly. no chance of hitting a yeah. yeah, so no, one nil gets through. Yeah, let's just hope we're watching them fun in the in the next in the next round. I have got my shirt all prepped. Oh. Um it's the first final I should have had since twenty ten. That really nice white a third kit I got last year. So I'm ready. You know? Um they just need yeah. to start delivering now. Absolutely. Now, speaking of delivering, uh, the Champions Cup and the Challenge Cup this last weekend, and the South African sides have delivered in, in a certain uh, point because they've all gone through, uh, which is quite cool. So our rugby uh, good news continues. Uh, Stormers, Bulls, both getting wins this weekend. It wasn't easy. Uh, the Bulls probably should have been a bit more comprehensive than they were. The Stormers had to come from behind. Uh, but both of them managed to get their wins, as well as the Lions, who, despite losing, went through. The Sharks actually ended up qualifying top of their log. The Cheetahs going through as well. So life is pretty good in uh, in a South African sense. So if you look at some of the results, for example, Stormers beating Stade Francais 24 to 20, Bulls running in 46 points against um, Bordeaux, at the, down to 40. So Bulls defence still a bit sketchy. Um, and if you look at the Challenge Cup as well, the Lions going down to Ospreys was very frustrating because it's not a side that they should be losing to. Sharks beating Dragons, yeah. 29 points to nine away. Uh, I suppose it's quite significant. And then heartbreak for the Cheetahs, who lost to Oyena Rugby right at the end. Um, but before we even talk a little bit about the, the performance of, of the team stuff again and, and whether we kind of back ourselves to go ne- through next, what I want to talk about is the format. Now, it's a new format this season. Um, and we saw uh, all these various uh, different pools and, you know, the top uh, four were going to go through the Champions Cup. The fifth place was going to drop down to the Challenge Cup and yada, 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 yada. But uh, the entire sort of rejigged format has now meant that in the Champions Cup, there are going to be five repeat games from the group stages. So the Stormers are hosting that Rochelle. We've already had that. Uh, Exeter versus Bath. Um, we've got Leinster versus Leicester. We've already had that. We've got Northampton Saints versus Munster. That was literally this weekend. Uh, Bordeaux versus Saracens. I'm pretty sure we've already had. Harlequins versus Glasgow. We've already had. Bulls versus Lyon. We've already had. That is not good for the competition, is it? No, it's just, it's, it's so saddening. I mean, especially, you know, um, we're both South African rugby fans. And, you know, being in the... Champions Cup is something we never could have um, predicted, you know, five years ago. Um, but here we are, and now you've you've done so well. You've made it out of, you know, some tough groups. You know, Storm is having already having to beat La Rochelle at home. 
leaving it down to the last kick of the game by Manny Leibach. Um, and, you know, essentially you just make it out of a tough group. But a, a part of the, I guess, the heritage and the history of the Champions Cup is these amazing different cities and teams you get to go play against that you otherwise yeah. would have no opportunity to. You know, a Stormers versus Saracens is a is a amazing thing that otherwise we couldn't have dreamt of. Um, but we're going kind of back to places and playing people we've already played, which I think just takes a bit of the magic out of it. You know, you you look forward to the Champions Cup and then it comes around and, and during the group stages, even so it's magical because you're doing these, playing these players that you otherwise wouldn't. And, and yeah. what's even more fun as South Africans is we get to watch our, our national sides and our players for our national sides go head to head. You know, those who are on the big contracts and those who are looking to get them mm. essentially. Um, so I think it's just uh, from that point of view, it's just frustrating, and it's just uh, it it doesn't, you know, it doesn't write it, the the script as well as it as it could have. Yeah, I I completely agree, especially with that whole sort of you know the new cities and stuff like that. Um, I think it's also, I mean, it's difficult to get away from when you get to playoffs, but it's it's also a bit frustrating to see you know two French sides going head to head, two Premiership sides going head to head. Uh, if we look at um, look, I mean, at least not too many. But if you look at the Challenge Cup, for example, you've got you know a URC clash in the Bennett Benetton versus Lions, a URC clash in Sharks versus Zebra. Um, so you kind of want to avoid those as much as possible. Um, the, 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 if you yeah. look at the, the, the Challenge Cup clashes, there's a there's a couple of nice ones. I mean, you've got Montpellier versus Ulster. That will um, be be a very nice clash, and I think um, Gloucester versus Castro should be quite a nice quite a nice game. Um, but yeah, I think it's, yeah. a, it's a new format, which I think when you read on paper, you're going, mm, I'm not so sure about this, or maybe cool, um, but it just hasn't really worked. Now, there's a suggestion in one of our WhatsApp groups to that this should be an FA Cup 1 style knockout sort of tournament and stuff like that. Do you think that could work, or do you think that would just kind of water it down to being a bit meaningless? Yeah, it's tough. I, I don't know if I love the massive, massive pools. And playing, um, you know, some home, some away, kind of feels a little bit diluted um, in some way because it's drawn out and group fixtures. You know, these biggest competitions, you kind of want to feel like every game counts. And so maybe yeah. even just, you know, dropping a, dropping a, a team from each pool and then you at least get knockout games, uh, you know, a match sooner. Um, yeah. You know, this week would have been would have been a knockout maybe that's an option and you know you see the the football champions league do it so well where they um almost guarantee that um you know teams from the same league don't play each other in the round of 16 um and and they prioritize that because that is what the fans want they don't want to play their regulars that they're going to play twice a season Mm. every season We, we we've seen that like as much as the you know, Bulls Stormers is a huge fixture. Make it a huge fixture in the semi-final or the final. Um, that's that's going to be the one that um, you know you want. You don't want to. Luckily, that wasn't the result. And La Rochelle versus Stormers is going to be incredible. Um, but you know, having played them already, it feels like there's less excitement. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Um, I think obviously you know it's it's I can understand the sort of the, the, the difficulties in trying to sort of avoid your um, the competitions. Obviously, you know I mean you compare the Champions League. Obviously, there's so many different leagues, and this now we're, we're doing dealing with sort of four leagues. Um, but it's just, I just yeah I just feel that it was 
we saw far too many rotated sides. It was ironic when people sort of accused the African side of not taking it seriously because they were sending weakened squads. And then you look at, for example, the um, the power team that came down to to, the, to play against the Sharks. Yeah. They had like three teenagers starting, you know. Um, but I suppose maybe that's sort of you know the, the gripe is the fact that it's very cool when it does happen. But you know we've got teams who who don't who haven't sent their best sides down yet, and then you don't get to yeah. see you know, your South African stars playing and stuff like that. I don't know how you fix it. I mean, if you're looking at it, you know, you're looking at a Champions Cup, which has got 24 teams, you know, that doesn't fit into like a a um, a straight knockout. You'd have to add an extra sort of eight teams. You could reduce it down to 20 teams and, um, you know, and, and, yeah. and have one, as you said, one round fewer, maybe that could work. Um, but as I, said, I just yeah. think at the moment, it just it just hasn't really produced. I mean, it's been some nice matches. Um, but I think to have had the entire group stage and then to have all these repeated fixtures kind of waters down the entire group stages because now we're just sort of seeing the same of what we've yeah. seen. And the fact that, you know, only one team doesn't move on and that even if you, you know, you have to come fourth as well, for me, is a bit like, so you win two games and you're through. And that's why people can afford to rotate because Saracens have gone through with 10 points. Uh, Rassi's gone through with eight points. You know, Munster's gone through with nine, and Leicester's gone through with nine. Yeah. You know, they've, they've won yeah. two games. They've won 50% of the games, and, they, and they've gone through without without issues. Yeah. I mean, I, I go back to the Champions League because I think they've, it's the most, uh, it's just the creme de la creme of, yeah. you know, football heritage, and they've done it so well. You never see a team resting players unless they are four from four in their group stage. And they're absolutely through, which almost never happens. And in which case, they often just want to go and win the fifth because that's as incredibly impressive. We saw that with Real Madrid this season. You just never want, you know, in theory, the most prestigious rugby tournaments, um, club rugby tournament in the world. You don't want to see second teams playing there. At the end of the day, you don't want that happening. Um, so something to make every game, I think, you know, a little bit... Um, you know, let's say you can't, you can't, hard, much harder to play catch up. You know, losing one game yeah. could be kind of the end of it. Um, so maybe it's, maybe it's um, fewer games, fewer teams, um, and just like jam packed every single time. It's just intense, but you know, maybe um, that might be too, too short. But um, we, I think everyone can agree that the current format is, is um, you know, we shouldn't be seeing it again. Yeah, well, I think I think the biggest thing that just needs to change from an immediate short term is just the playoff system. I mean, you've got two of the round 16 matches are, I mean, Leicester versus Leicester, they were in pool four, and Stormers versus Lodeshaw were in pool four. So, you know, that's two matches. Those four teams are from the same pool. They all go through and they all play against each other in the next round. It's it's effectively an extra pool round, you know? Yeah. Um, so I just think, yeah, that's that for me is probably the immediate fix. And then after that, maybe looking at... Um, at maybe potentially sort of just making the games uh, more valuable. A format that I am enjoying, and, and you're going to chat about this a little bit, is the SA20 uh, cricket, which is uh, pumping oh. down here. Oh, I mean, I was fortunate enough to get to um, the, the mighty Orange Army um, versus MI Cape Town last week, Tuesday, in my visit home to South Africa. Um, one of two Orange Army fans in that stadium and the ball came down, uh, the match came down to the last ball and I was uh, probably a little bit too vocal about it, but hey, I mean, you gotta, you gotta support your boys. Um, but they've just gone 
back to back with it, right? There was buzz around the first one. There was a big push, massive success. And it's just so good to see the stadiums as full as they are. Like, I'm actually just waiting until they introduce new teams. Like, I'm desperate for a team to be in, like, Kimberley. You know, there, yeah. like, there needs to be one, even, like, in Pumalanga, something, like, keep it going. I'd love, I'd love to know what those plans are um beyond this but, but by all accounts it looks like it's been a great success i mean stevie what are your thoughts i mean in the first probably five games of the tournament four of them were 200 plus scores i mean it kind of seemed like a <laughs> direct kickback at the at the flat from the test versus india finishing yeah you know halfway through day two it's like okay well we know how to prepare roads we'll show you how to do it um yeah. But yeah, well, what what are your thoughts on the on the tournament so far, and 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 how do you, um, who who do you see making the the knockouts the top four? Yeah, I think I've really I've really enjoyed um, this 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 year's one. I think it's been very interesting. For example, we've seen we've I mean, we've got two massively early favourites in in Durban Super Giants who were awful last year. If we're going to be perfectly honest, um, so it's amazing how they've managed to get things right. And the Power Royals uh, is sitting right at the top there. And you've got the Tory Capitals, Joby Super Kings, you know, two teams in the top four last year. And they're sitting with one, one win after, uh, after five games. And yet, the Joby Super Kings, who have been torrid, um, they go tomorrow and beat, um, I think it's, um, it could be Sunrise tomorrow. I'm trying to think you can take the fixtures for tomorrow. I'm actually going to the end. I probably should know who I'm going to go watch, shouldn't I? Um, <laughs> but they actually could almost be, all of a sudden, they could be right. It's Power Royals tomorrow. So they could be right behind MI Cape Town if they were to get to win. So for me, also, I think what I've really enjoyed about this year is different players have stood up. Ryan Rickleton, um, you know, was yeah, averaging 75 a stage okay. before two two failures and inverted commas. But um, players who did really well last year, some of them haven't rocked up this year. FF Duplessis hasn't scored any runs. Um, well, nobody really put in the JSK side scored any runs, and, except for a bit of a loose deploy, and then Donovan Ferreira coming good. But um, Otnia Bartman, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's such a cool yeah. story. I, for me, that's why I, yeah, love, I love the stories. Okay. I love the stories yeah. of the SA20. I, I, the, the, the point is, is that it gives first of all the the big passionate uh cricket watching community in south africa uh, an amazing opportunity to to watch people you otherwise might not know because yeah. often you know the, the one day cups and stuff like that the, you you are not really um as glued to your screen as something that's been marketed as well as this but it also it's also bringing in a lot of fringe people to learn yeah. the names of like donovan Pereira. um you know, really, guys, and essentially what it is, is it's if you perform in the SA20, you're probably going to get a, a go in the Proteus setup um, the next year in, in a um, T20 or two. I mean, we saw it with Brietzka. He was probably one of the few shining lights in in the, um, what's it, the Durban team last year. Um, unfortunately, didn't really kick mm. on with the Proteus, but, you know, it just showed that, that if you perform there, this is where your face will be, and, and Going back to Ryan Rickleton, I mean, what a what an absolute. Left us the African squad. Yeah, left us the African squad. Just, I feel like there just seem to be certain players that just can't seem to crack in no matter what, and then mm. others who, like regardless of performance, um, 
will remain there. I mean, the first person that comes to mind is, is Bjorn Mulder, and I know everyone loves to jump on the Bjorn Mulder train. He actually had a, a good game earlier today. He's had, um, he's, had, he's had back-to-back good games, actually. He's been a very big part of that uh, the German Super Giants last couple of games. Yeah, but that that this is great because then at least if he's picked, you can feel warranted by it. Whereas yeah. Rickleton is someone who can feel particularly at, at test level, but now really putting his hand up in the ODI and T20 scene, who's kind of like, everyone knows him. He's a, almost a, a household cricket name now in South Africa, but he barely gets a string of games to prove himself when in the side. Um, and even when he's in the side, he hasn't done badly. So I, 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 I'm all for kind of kind of this. I'm really excited. Now Dezorzi got a chance today. I think he scored 20-odd. Um, but yeah, I mean, the likes of, unfortunately, someone like Brevis, who showed a lot of initial excitement, hasn't really been able to, to capitalize on that. And even his name being remaining in the MI, you know, the, the, the MICT team yeah, seems to me his... like he's given a more lenient time than um, kind of warrants that. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? And, 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 you know, seeing talent in someone and backing them, I mean, we've seen how, how that's paid off for someone like Markram, where, you know, by all accounts, maybe his ODI career looks pretty washed up, um, mm. you know, compared to where it is now. Yeah, I think it's it's an interesting one, as I said, because you know, and Brevis has been one of the most disappointing players so far this season, and you know there's a player there. We've seen it, you know. Uh, and I was really hoping that after last season, you know, that, you know, he's kind of spent a season now playing domestic cricket. He's kind of been sort of you know, paying his dues in many ways. He's been playing first class, for example. He kind of got away from the spotlight. And I was kind of hoping that sort of he'd be kind of going into the, t- the tournament sort of undercover and that was going to sort of be the best and kind of release him. But it just hasn't really worked for him, um, which has been quite frustrating. Look, I think MI Cape Town will continue to back him because I think that obviously they've got IPL interest as well um, in, yeah. in a few months' time. So, you know, getting him firing, getting him that confidence is, is huge because they can get him playing to where he was a couple of years ago. Yeah. Then you've got, got a hand of players. Sorry, they dropped him down to five today. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, it was, it was slow today. Hit a very nice six, a bit of a no looker, but um, just also yeah, couldn't really get going. Um, but it's amazing, as I said, you know, you mentioned a. I mean, we've talked about Rickleton, a Bresker, but Rassi van der Dusen, somebody who's been very far away from the T20 yeah. setup, and everybody said he's done, and uh, he's gone to the top of the order and playing really aggressively. Yeah. Uh, which is good to see. Jordan Herman, who's who I think is our next opening batsman in Test matches, he's gone away and worked yeah. on his um, his his limited format game, and goes and scores his first ever T Twenty hundred uh, in the yeah, S Twenty. Yeah, I was there for absolute gun. And, and and he's such a traditional cricketer, you know, so so different from you know your your modern sort of power hitter. Similarly, when it comes it is, to the bowlers, yeah. you know, I mean, it's it's some people have really reminded us, you know, Lunky and Giri is someone who's always under the spotlight. Every single time he gets injured, it's oh, it's because he's overweight, he doesn't work hard, he's not good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you look at his stats as a player, especially internationally, they are unbelievable. If he had played the same amount of games as Chris Rabada, he'd rival his stats. Mm-hmm. So to see him topping the wicket charts, you know, being you know one of the, the go-to bowlers, is so refreshing to see the Lunky and Giri that that he should have been for the past few years but has yeah. been blighted with all those those injuries Otniel Barton for example I think he's an, a phenomenal uh, talent that's going to come through yeah. but KG Robard has looked a lot Lizard better this Williams. year than he did yeah Lazar I mean, also somebody who's who's not he's, he's I mean he's playing international cricket so you can't say he's not rated he's but, on the fringe, um, yeah uh, but for me, it's what has been really exciting is to see some of the speed some of our bowlers are bowling. I mean, Nandre Berger hitting 150 
you know yeah. that's that's very exciting we all know he's had a bit of a breakthrough year but you can see that he's clocking up some some impressive speeds so I just I, I can't really say much wrong with the S20 at the moment I, I think it's a nice compact format yeah. I mean it's it's basically a month uh, which I think is about right because you can really get into it and even now yeah. I think you know in the next week or two I think people might start to go okay maybe we kind of finish with it and then we're into playoffs so I think that it's nice and short and, and very compact the game's pretty much every day um, and yet yeah. I think we've got playoffs as close as um, the 6th of February which I think is what two weeks yeah. today I think actually yeah. um, are, are, are the playoffs yeah. so yeah, I, th I think the format's actually, right. Actually, I think I think it'll be another a year or two before we see more teams. I think they'll need to consolidate these teams a little bit more. And I think for yeah. me, I worry about having enough talent to be able to have you know Stretch, yeah. an extra extra two teams and not dilute what we've got at the moment. Um, True. But I do think that at the product, moment, I, yeah, I think that's the biggest part of it. Is the product right now is working, and we need it to work for a few years, and then we can look at expanding it. Hundred percent. I mean. It's, it's, it's been the exact platform that uh, not only for the South African talent to, you know, um, kind of show the world who they are, but also to get get paid, right? You know, mm. people can't be earning too much money in it, just, just playing domestic cricket. So, like, to give them access, if you're a South African cricketer who's just retired, I mean, think of someone like Aaron Pangiso, like, he's now in his 40s. If he had played a bit of this every single tournament, he would have been one of the most lucrative players um, on the circuit for a long time. And that, you know, secures people down, it gets people wanting to play cricket um, in South Africa, and they feel like that's like can make their breakthrough. You know, there's a whole conversation to be had on what the incentives are on, on the types of cricket being played and, and, and whether, you know, what happens now to the test scene if the only incentive is to make money on the T20 circuit. You know, yeah. that's kind of an amazing conversation. But at least for now, I mean, you look at the top five run scorers, all of which are South African, Rickleton, Funderdissen, Rias Joss Butler, then it's Brietzka and, and Klaassen. And the top five wicket takers, uh, four of which are South African, or they're actually, it's, it's a tied five, so six, Lungingidi, Zard Williams, O'Neill Bartman, then it's Reese Topley, Dan, um, Daniel Worrell, and then um, tied for fifth is Keshav. So like you know and, and and some of those aren't you know Bretzka, Rickleton and Russi aren't like popular setups in South Africa and neither is Bartman and Lazard Williams so these are people who are aren't just the household names these aren't people who went to the World Cup um you know or been to the T20 World Cup um they, they, they are still there to kind of prove something and I think it's just always just going to be good for the sport yeah, I think it's been a big Spanish that works for the T20 World Cup. I mean, I think you look at the way that Russell um, Dustin is playing and you sit there going, well, shit, maybe, you know, he's obviously made a bit of a charge here. Obviously, Ryan Rickleton, you, just, yeah. you sit there thinking, well, how, can you, how can you leave him out? Um, you know, somebody like Timber Vumas, I think, really... Um, I think he's going to be really affected by the fact that he hasn't been able to play. Um, because I think, yeah. you know, now we, we don't play a lot of T20s before the next two World Cup as well. So you wonder how much that, because you said they're looking at a, at a Matthew Breska and you say, well, I think, you know, you've, you've got to take him based on this fact, on, this, on the stats. You've got to take Rickleton, you've got to take a Rusty. And there's not a lot of space in that squad. You know, Heinrich Klaassen is scoring runs. Dave Miller is, is, is still scoring runs. Obviously, you know, your, your, your Aiden Markham, Tristan Stubbs, for example. So, you know, a lot of the, 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 the big names are still playing well, maybe not topping the charts, but playing reasonably well. Um, yeah. 
but certainly a lot of players who, who are putting their, their hands up and it'll be interesting to see what I like to, to see from this is to see you know the IPL contracts the fact that Andre Berger's got an IPL contract you know I, I, I look at Otniel Bartman you think of Magala for example and, and, and the fact that all of a sudden he could have been potentially on you know various radars and I look at Otniel Bartman and if I'm an, IP, and if I'm an IPL team I'm looking at that guy going that is a genuine option if, if there's injuries and stuff like yeah. that and you need him to come in and, and imagine what a story for yeah. a guy who didn't you know couldn't he only got his, he's got he got one meal a day at school, and he could be going to the RPL, yeah. you know, if he if he were to yeah. get a call up. No, so from that perspective, it's been it's been amazing. Yeah, no, hundred percent, and um, it's just I, I mean for for me, T Twenty cricket, just pick your form team. Like, uh, for at least eighty percent of your team should be form. You there are very specific players that you can that that earn the right to like be trusted with um i guess a continuous selection and that's probably yeah. in the, the south african team you know Clarkson, miller quinney is not playing anymore well, I mean, it's 2020s <clears throat> is he t20 so then yeah, maybe Quinny, like it's yeah. tough uh, and in the bowlers maybe maybe keshav but other than that like we could really have any bowler and, and i guess possibly lungi um, he's probably been our standout T20 bowler, but the rest just pick on four. You know, there's yeah. a guy swinging for the fences and heading them. Like, you, you, T20, you, all you need is two people to have a game, and you've won that match. You yeah. know, and and then you come off. Um, but yeah, I mean, a, a great tournament. I'm excited to see see how it comes off. I'm I'm hoping that the my boys, the SEC, the Orange Army, go back to back. Um, that would be phenomenal, but um, let's see how the rest of the tournament goes. Speaking of formatting of tournaments, though, so irritating that they have predefined um, settings for the semis and finals. For the semis and finals. Yeah, well, uh, from a selfish point of view, uh, yeah, I mean, I can, I, I can understand why. Um, I think in terms of a sort of example, I mean, it's obviously, you know, if you look at stadium numbers and stuff like that, um, I've heard that long term it could very well continue like this and um, what I'm hearing is that yeah. it looks like the Wanderers could become basically the permanent f venue for the final um, yeah. I suppose there's a couple of reasons of, of, yeah, of, yeah and, it's, and it's kind of you know you've got the Victoria Caps <laughs> and JSK so you kind of got a reasonable chance that one of them could be there which are both Gauteng based obviously the biggest stadium yeah. um, and, yeah. and I think uh, one of the West Indian commentators was saying he said you look at the at Wanderers as a T20 arena and he says this is everything you want yeah. in a T20 ground you know it's it's a cauldron yeah. it's, it's high stands it's, it's the, the atmosphere is unmatched when it's full it's it's the high fault so the ball's flying off the bat it's a fast yeah. pitch you've got so it's a difficult one you know because you know you'd like to see the Sunrisers playing a final in at St George's Park for example yeah um, yeah I, I get the financials no, I get the financials, but it just seems like, and I understand, you know, Paul Paul Stadium is going to fit a couple thousand at most yeah. versus, you know, I don't know, the Wonder Stadium, which is tens of thousands. And that makes sense financially, but to have a support, you know, you, you, you're reading this um, internal support and getting them to identify with the space that they're in just for them to be yanked out at the last moment to go play on the big stage, 
where you know it's not like a case where you can just kind of head up to Joburg and go watch a team. Um, yeah. I think it's a bit of a pity and there's a beauty and also a final being played in Paul or maybe in the future Kimberley. But, I mean, there is no better setting in South Africa uh, cricket-wise, like, as you said, T20ing arena than, than um, the bull ring um, at Wanderers. So, it's, I mean, it's actually, the final's actually at Newlands this year. Yeah. Um, is. Which is also a phenomenal stadium. Um, but yeah, as we, as we started the point that we started on, just seeing the stadiums full. I mean, mm. they really. Well, they I think that was the very big positive last year. Is that JSK, for example? Look, I think yet, I think at the moment, obviously, first season, you know, you're not going to sort of have that ridiculous sort of affinity to a team. But JSK didn't make the final, and yeah, Pretoria did, but it was stacked last year, like brimming, yeah. sold out, phenomenal atmosphere, yeah. so many people, yeah. and yet the home side of Verticomers wasn't even the final. So I think that's probably means like one of the biggest endorsements of the tournament yeah. is that regardless of who yeah. was playing, you know, the, um, the, the, the numbers were there. Yeah, no, 100%. Fully agreed. But uh, we'll have to see you Wait and see. Yeah, I said, I'm off to tomorrow for my first game of the season, so so very sad for that. Um, but yeah, as as we I think we both agree, it's just it's a it's a phenomenal tournament that's doing all the good for South African sports. So it's been a pretty positive episode, I suppose. We've had a you know we've had a a, 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 URC, a UFC champion. We've got Bafana on the brink of going through to Afcon. We've got all our five teams through the Champions Cup and a, and a, and a bustling ASA twenty. So hopefully all the episodes can be as positive as this one. Um, hopefully a positive for next week because you might actually have a name for what whatever the hell this is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So if you have managed to make it this far, yeah, drop some names down in, in, in some suggestions in the suggestion box in the form of the comments, stuff like that. Um, but apart from that, Dan, as always, thank you. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Stevie. Pilot one. Yeah, there one. we go. Now, now to send it out to all the, now to send it out to Netflix and the buggers and see if they want to take us on. <laughs> Try and get yeah, us on the Yeah, there we go. Get us, get us, get us sorted. But yeah, if you are new, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Uh, follow us on all the various things. It will be available on all your favorite audio platforms as well as a full podcast. Um, so you can check us out over there as well. All the links and stuff like that will obviously be in the description and down below. Dan, thank you very much. We will see you next week. Enjoy the, the another big full weekend of sport. Hopefully, we're celebrating a final win. Hopefully, we're talking about some more a great SA and twenty cricket and uh, hopefully some more great sporting news in a week's time. But, uh, Thank you very much, Steve. Yeah, I look forward to um, the seeing how many more beers Tricks to Pasek and Down in public mm -hmm. and hopefully backed up with the with a Bafana knockout stage game up ahead. Oh, I can feel it. It's coming. Well, there we go. In a week's time, we'll hopefully be talking about that. People, thank you very much, and we'll see you guys next time.